Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships. Learn why honor, beauty, leadership, and self-help is important for your empowerment. Get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health. Also, listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away. Now, here's your relationship specialist and host, Daia Six. I guess he's calling me to the mic. I guess this is my time to say, what's going on? What's going on? Y'all remember that song? (laughs) What's up, beautiful people? I need you all in attendance today. Why? Because we have a fun topic to talk about today. I have things to report. So it is going down. It's going to be fun, though, and a smooth ride today. I didn't want to. Sometimes I just want to come up in here and just talk a little bit, you know what I'm saying, and uh, just share some light on a few things and 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 make sure that thing it, things are in are in order with everyone for that matter. But um, this is what I want to say to you guys. First of all, are there any new listeners? And if so, thank you for your time and welcome to Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. I am your relationship specialist and host. You know we got to say hello to our new listeners. I'm Daya Six, you guys. Hopefully this will be your home. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I have a story to share with you all. Now, this is, I want, um, I want Roy and I, I want you guys to both listen to this, okay? Because um, I want to know you guys' input on this. I'm only going to give you guys just a little information. And listeners, I want you guys to listen to because I want you, I want to know where your mind state is, okay? So listen to the story that I want to share with you. I want to tell you this story and give you an example on how easy relationships should be, Okay, because guess what? This leads to today's topic and it isn't my personal experience. I know I normally give you guys personal experience, but um, someone who is dear to me, my mother's personal experience. And when she told me this story, I said, wow, how beautiful is this? And I said to myself, I'm going to share this on the show. Y'all ready for this? So, Roy, I want you to listen. Now, I want you to listen to, okay, because I want to know what you guys think. I'm going I'm, I'm to check you guys' uh, relationship IQ. Okay, so check this out. My mother went to Ross and Ross, for those of you that who are out of the country, don't really know what Ross is. Ross is a clothing store. Okay, and they have various items, shoes, clothes, belts, almost anything that you can pretty much think of. Right. So my mother went into this Ross clothing store and she happened to unknowingly go around rush hour time. So it's jam packed, it's busy as heck. The lines are long. And so she's in line and there were so many people in line that the line she was in was looped around. Okay, so if you guys can picture like a, a, you know, a you. All right. So she's in this line and it brought her face to face with this gentleman. Okay, and she's looking around and then, bam, she locks eye contact with this gentleman. Guess what? There's a smile involved. Okay. Now they smile at each other and start to converse. Now I'm going to pause right here. Okay. And I want you all to think for a moment and Roy and Naeem, I want to bring you guys on because I want to see you guys' relationship IQ, even though I didn't give a lot of information, I'm going to continue with this story. But do you guys think that this started off as a 
friendly engagement or a flirty engagement? Because today's topic is how do you know if you're with the right person? So many people forfeit their position with people that they can grow with, people that they can create harmonic relationships with. And then you have many who will stay in relationships and forget, you know, how interesting and fun and tasting their relationship could be. I mean, like literally the benefits of what a a relationship could have because they're stuck with the wrong person. So they forget. Right. And what about those that who are blind to the fact that their situation is dangerous and continuously hope that things get better. Right? So which one are you or which one have you been? Also, we're going to have a Dear Daya letter from an HRT community member named Lopez. And I think that's her. I think that's her last name, not her first name. I think we got Lopez as her last name, who says that her man throws things when he's angry, even when their child is around. And we have a picture. So (laughs) we get to do a face reading. Lopez, I'm so happy that you was brave enough to send in a picture. You know, I find most women <laughs> or people that who don't want me to see them, they will send in a picture of the person that they're dealing with, you know. So I'll be able to go in deep with a face reading and uh, give her an in-depth clarity. All right. This is on Lopez's situation, you guys. So I'm going to help her figure out a few things. And lastly, uh-oh, Miss Wendy Williams, she's getting a divorce. We're going to talk about that, all of the, like all of this stuff right here, right now. Roy, I need a beat in my heart. Y'all watch this. (laughs) (laughs) So back to this story, right? Nadia's sitting up here in the studio looking at me like quenching. Stop, Nadia. So check this out. So back to this story in Ross, did you guys come up with what you think or which way this situation might be going? Is this going to lead to a friendly engagement or a flirty engagement? Well, let's continue with the story. All right. So check this out. Oh, and and you guys keep this in mind because at the end of the show, we're going to do a 360 degree on why I brought this up actually really in the first place. It's very simple. So during their talk, right, my mom asked this gentleman, this this, uh, this uh, gentleman, you know, where he was from, which he stated that he was born here in the U.S., but his mother and father was from Nigeria. And he had the perfect, like, disposition about himself. Like, he was, he, he was nice. He was polite. Um, uh, conversation-wise, it was intriguing. Then you know what he said to my mother? He said... I'm kind of in a rush, right? And so my mother said, oh, you are. Now, I'm going to pause right there, okay? Now, remember, he's in the back. Well, I don't want to say he's in the back. He's actually on the side of my mom. But remember, he is literally in the back of the line compared to where my mother is. But you know how the... um how I said the line loops around. So he's, he's actually in back, but he's in that loop. So they're face to face. Now, Roy, I got a question for you and for Nye. Roy, I want you to go first. And based off what I told you, do you think that this relationship is going to 
continue um, continuing um, a flirtatious manner, or do you think this is just something friendly? From context, uh, friendly, I guess. Just friendly, right? Not flirtatious. That's what it feels like. Just trying to get the conversation like? in line, you know. Okay, okay. And now, what about you? What do you think? Um, I feel like it's just friendly. I don't really see. I don't really feel like it's flirtatious. No flirtatious. You got this gentleman, and everything is going smoothly. Okay, so guess what? We're gonna find out if Roy and Naeem is correct. Let's finish with this story. <laughs> so check this out. So remember when I tell you that the guy was like, oh, I'm in a rush. So guess what he did? He offered my mother. He says, listen, since I'm way back here in the line and this line is so long and I had no idea that it was going to be this many people in line, you know, can I offer to hitch? Well, I don't want to say hitch, but actually cut line with you to pay for my stuff. And my mother said, really? You need to get out of here. So my mom said, hmm. He said, and if you allow me to do that, I'll pay for yours as well. So my mother said, come on, right? Come on, come on and get in line with me. (laughs) So my mother thought that he was a very warm soul type of a man. Okay, so she said, sure, come on. And he said, yeah, you can be my auntie if anybody asks. Of course. So come to find out, they get up there. He becomes a man of his word. He pays for his stuff. He pays for my mother's stuff. And then on top of that, he gets a senior discount because my mother is a senior citizen. So he gets a senior discount on his things. He brought her items, right? And he, my mother said he had a pair of shoes. So he bought a pair of very expensive, you know, shoes that he actually got a discount on. Next thing you know, they wrap everything up. He pays for it. They off out into the store. And as they're walking, he says, you know, you're a pretty sexy woman. Can I get your number? No, I'm just playing, you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. No, this is what happened. After they left the store, he goes, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm so in a rush, and I have to hurry up and get to this basketball practice, and, um, and I'm going to be late. So you know what my mother did? She says, get in the car. I'm going to take you home and take you where you need to be so that you get on top, so you get where you need to be. For um for your basketball. So he gets in the car with my mom. My mom drops him off, whatever the case may be. And then next thing you know, it was all said and done. That's it. They just said goodbye to each other. But I wanted to bring that up because, you know, life and relationships can be that simple and that easy. Right. And I think we forget to be humane with one another. And when we're talking about relationships. Thank you, Nye. And thank you, Roy. I just wanted to see where you guys, you know, being men, I wanted to see where you guys' mind state was. (laughs) Okay. But when we're talking about communication, one thing that you want to keep in mind is that you want to be open to communicate and converse with one another. Right. And sometimes we feel like that isn't even normal anymore. So many times we see people, we can't even look them in the eye and nod and say, hello. Hi, how are you doing? All right. Don't be afraid to look someone up, too, if you start dating with I mean, if you if you want to date someone. okay. now when we come back, we're going to go into the Dear Diane letter. I got a face reading. We're going to talk about Wendy Williams. And we're also going to talk about um, the things that you have to remember when it comes to positioning yourself 
to date someone, especially when we're talking about on a serious level. All right. And we got a story time, you guys, too, about a woman. Oh, you know what? This is a woman who went on a date with Tinder. I'm not going to give up the goods. I got to wait until we come back. When we come back, we're probably going to start with that story. You guys, I want you to stay tuned because we got a few more things to talk about. And it's actually going to be fun because if you can't get it, no, if you can't get it here, you can't get it nowhere else. You understand? All right. So stay with me. We got a lot to talk about. No more Ross clothing stores, though. (laughs) Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies and healthy techniques right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Bringing information your doctors, friends, and parents can't tell you. Only on HRT Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. Need relationship advice? Send your letter to Dear Daia, your relationship column. This is the Tokinet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Yes, 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 yes. So how do you know if you're with the right person? So we ask, right? Well, all of this stuff will play a part. Um, there's so many things actually that plays a part. And when you're trying to get to know someone, it is very important for you to really get to know them. And actually, you want to make sure that you have no black goggles on. All right. You want a clear vision. And that means you don't run from what you see. You don't run from what you feel and you don't run from what is. Okay. So before we get into my list, because I made a few, um, you know, um, yeah, yeah, Roy. (laughs) So, um, I made a few, um, bullet points that I'm going to bring up, but before we do, I want to get into this story, right? Um, another story, right? You guys like another story day. No, this one is actually pretty good because, um, How do you know if you're with the right person? Sometimes people will tell on themselves very, very early in the relationship. And you have to be able to be strong enough and not so desperate enough to pay attention and be willing to move on if they're showing signs that are not up to your level. So one thing that I said is, one, you want to be open to communicate and converse to anyone who seems normal. Okay? did you hear what I said? Who seems normal. So if someone is having erratic behavior in the beginning of relationship or they show these boy like 
mentalities or uh, 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 um, characteristics. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And when you start dating someone, don't be afraid to look someone up once you're dating them. Right. Didn't I say that before we went on the break? That's what. Listen, social media, World Wide Web has made it easy for is making it easy for everyone in that aspect. You know, when it comes to life and protecting yourself, okay? The, if the government use it, why shouldn't you? If they use it, why shouldn't you? Never let someone you know, right? Never let someone you know in the beginning of your relationship um, know where you stay. And this is very important, okay? And and this is for men and women, because you have some women out there that are just straight up head cases, you know, um, women that, who think they're in relationships before the relationship even start. And then you have men who are extremely possessive from the very beginning. All right. So you want to make sure that a person earns that right. All right. And you will know when it's time for them to know where you're where you stay at. But listen to this. There's a story time. OK, there was a oh, well, I'm going to share a story with you. And this is not to tell anyone not to you know, date online because online dating can be fun and very adventurous, but people can be stalkers and potentially dangerous. Okay. This is where I'm getting at. And let me share another story with you. I'm trying to pull this up right here. What is her name? Okay. So my son was like, mom, I want you to, um, come watch this show with me. So I said, okay, what type of show is it? He pulled me away from work. So I, was, I needed a break anyways. So on YouTube and you guys can go and check her out. Cause she has some really good stories, you know, once in a while. And her name is thrill teller. OK, my son found her and sometimes we just sit down and we watch some of her animated. She has animated um, stories online and she told a true story on how her friend met a man on Tinder. Now, for the purpose of identity, let's call her Amber. All right. And she said that Amber was on Tinder. She found a man that who seemed to be very charming and they both were looking forward to their date. So he picked her up drove them to the restaurant where they would, you know, have a good time, of course. And, and, and they were actually having a good time. Now, during dinner, Amber became a little unwell. Like she became sick based off the food that she thought that she had consumed, you know, and she became dizzy and very nauseous. And so, you know, at that point they decided to leave the restaurant and they were headed back to Amber's place, of course. All right. Now, during the commute from the restaurant to Amber's place, Amber actually felt a little bit better during the ride back home. So upon arrival, the guy that who took her out asked her if he could come inside and grab a cup of coffee. And of course, since the date went, you know, of course, since the date went well, Amber was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, most of the time women, we would probably do that, you know. So, of course, she said, yes, the guy can come up now. When she entered her home, though, she realized again that she wasn't feeling good. So she figured that it wasn't going to be a good idea because she wasn't going to be good company for this, for her date to come in and have a cup of coffee. So she asked him to leave. And being the gentleman that he portrayed, he said, all right, and that it was totally fine. And of course, what did he do? He left. Okay. Now her friend, like anyone else who isn't feeling well, what normally will someone do after a date or a long day's work once they get home? They take their butts to bed. So check this out. She wasn't feeling good. She decides to go to sleep. And for some reason, she ended up waking up in the middle of the night. 
And when she woke up, she heard rumbling and noises in her home downstairs. And she said that it sounded like it was someone in the house and moving her furniture around. So she became scared and called 911. And she told the operator that she's hearing noises coming from downstairs in her home. So the operator asked her if she was home alone. And of course, Amber said yes. Then the operator said, oh, okay, well, the noises that you're hearing is probably nothing to worry about. And the police officer or yeah, the police officer, that's what it was. She said the police officer will be there in about 40 minutes because they were experiencing a busy night than usual. This is what Amber was told by the operator. And then the operator said, but I'll stay on the line with you until the police arrives in case there isn't really an emergency. One minute passes by. Two minutes passes by. Three minutes passes by and she hears the police sirens out front. So the police comes in. The police search the home and they found a man in her basement. And not only do they find a man in her basement, but this man had equipment with him, which was a complex tool set, which could be used as a torture device or to dismember a body, right? Now, Amber heard the officers pinning the man down in handcuffs before she went downstairs to see really what was going on. And when she went downstairs, she saw all of her living room furniture covered in plastic and sheets. And when she looked, there was also a saw and a hammer lined up on the living room table. So Amber looked at the man who intruded her home, finally getting a good look at this man, and saw that he was the same man that she met on Twitter, on Tinder, excuse me, and took her out for dinner that night. So the police told her that the man had drugged her, which explains why she had occurred with sickness. And then he took her home, right? And when she wasn't looking, he took her keys to her house. And I'm saying to myself, wow. So before he left her house, he grabbed her keys, I'm saying to myself, and the whole time, this MF <laughs> knew why she was sick. The police told Amber that the operator, check this out now. Now, I'm going to tell you guys this. For those of you that who have been, um, you know, listening to my show, you know that um, I've told stories before on how I used to work for the phone company. And I used to be the 411 operator. And I also used to be the zero operator. Okay. And sometimes just to give you guys an aspect of really what goes on, uh, the 411 operator, <clears throat> we, of course, would look up information, boom, send information on whatever it is you need, business, phone numbers. Sometimes we would look up individual people 
for your own personal, you know, use or findings. But the zero operator had a little bit more power than the 411 operator. As a zero operator, not only could we could we see things that are going on with your landline, we know if your phone is off the hook, we know if there's more than one phone off the hook, we know if someone is playing on the phone, we can tell, I mean, there's so many things that we can tell as a zero operator. And also as a zero operator, it was also our duty to um, bring forth any cause that needed 911 operations. So if you were trying to get through to 911 and somehow your phone wasn't working or, but that zero button would work, the zero operator can go ahead and uh, put you through to the 911 operator. And sometimes we had horrific stories to tell after we disconnected from those phone calls. Okay. So this is what the operator told Amber. She said that um, the police, well, the police, the operator heard someone listening on the other line when Amber called them. So the operator purposely said that the police would be there in 40 minutes to take the intruder by surprise. So they did this, hopefully preventing the intruder from attacking her. Was she a lucky woman or what, you guys? Right. And the operator. Was she not like smart and aware of what's going on? I mean, how lucky was she? Because I'm going to tell you like this, you guys, and I'm going to be honest. Sometimes I will fall asleep at work. So what if that operator would have been like me where she would not have been totally aware and conscious of the caller that was coming in? Then that would have been a big problem. That could have been her life. Right. Thank God I'm not an operator anymore. So anyway, anyways, you guys that I wanted to tell that story because I'm saying to myself, here's a man that came across extremely perfect. Right. Came across perfect, took her out to dinner and took her home afterwards. And I tell women all the time, a man does not deserve to know where you live on that first date because you don't know him enough. Remember, you are. And this is and you know what? I don't even want to be lopsided. Men, same goal with y'all, too. Why you want to let someone know where you live, where your domain is, just in case they want to get vicious or violent or whatever the case may be. If they haven't, if they have not proven their worth, then there's no reason for you to allow them to know where you reside. You know, your home is your domain. So let's get into this, you know, um, let's get deeper into, you know, should you or should you not? allow people into your personal space. How long does it take for someone to get into your personal face, uh, space before you start um, becoming comfortable with them? So when we come back, we still got the Dear Diane letter, the face reading. We're going to talk a little bit about Wendy Williams, and then we're going to go through my bullet points, okay, on um, really, how do you know if you're with the right person? All of this right here. On HRT Radio, you guys, don't go anywhere because we still got a little bit more to talk about. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio.
love, beauty, diversity, and relationship awareness on HRT Radio. Attention, ladies. Would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty and the first to do it globally. Come create value and make a difference while serving your community. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Beat the early bird deadline. Go to www.missindigenous.com. Apply now. Get your music heard. Get your music heard. Get your music heard. On HRT Radio Rotation. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. He's calling me again. He's calling me again. So let's get into these points, right? Let's get into these points. I'm, I'm excited about this because, you know, everybody always asks me, how do you know when you're in a good relationship or how do you know when you're with the right person? And it's so easy. If you have to ask that question, you're probably not with them. Okay. That's the first thing. If you have to ask that question, or if you have to ask, will the person I'm with ever change? That is a almost a true sign that you're not with the person you're supposed to be with. Okay. So first thing, point of views, you guys. All right. Your point of views in your relationship matters. And I'm talking about this is parallel to your values. And I'm talking about your values when it comes to uh, how you raise the children. Oh, my goodness. That's a big one because that could totally be a deal breaker in any relationship, in any marriage. Um, And I'm talking about marriages that are um, with... um, added children, you know, um, food sometimes, you know, now I think, cause I had a dear diet letter not too long ago. And, and, you know, there was a dear diet letter that said, you know, it was a young lady. I remember her saying that she wasn't sure if the relationship that she was with, I mean, I mean, she wasn't sure the relationship she was in was going to last because the man she was with wasn't a vegan, you know, he ate, you know, regular American foods. So she's like, is my relationship in the midst of being doomed? And I told her, well, did you meet him when you were, was, you know, when you were vegan, did he come in as vegan? I mean, when you met him, were you vegan? And her answer was no. So I had to, you know, I had to advise her to kind of step back a little bit on that, you know what I mean? And look at everything in totality. All right. Schooling is something, too, you want to look at when it comes to your point of views. Um, Homeschooling is so big these days because the school system is failing our children uh, versus the regular school system. You know, that's something that you want to make sure that you guys are in sync with. Politics sometimes can ruin relationships. I say if you allow politics to ruin your relationship, I think neither neither one of you really should be... Anytime there's politics involved 
and there's conflict that's getting so bad where there's arguing involved, abandon the conversation. There's no reason for it to exist. And it's okay to disagree with each other when it comes to politics. Because first of all, you're not behind those closed doors and nobody knows what the correct motive of any of our politicians are. Because remember, our politicians are totally our best hypocrites. Okay. They're like, literally they're our best hypocrites. All right. Religion is big too. Uh, I've seen religion break and make marriages and relationships. Okay. So that's something that you also want to take in consideration. My husband doesn't go to church and he needs to be sanctified. He needs to be saved by the Holy spirit. And in reality, no one should be forced <laughs> to abide by any religion because the true definition of religion has been abandoned a long time ago. The very essence of that fabric has been like discombobulated, like seriously. And in saying that, when you have all these things in a relationship and it's, and you guys are polar opposite, mm, I can't say that this is the person for you. All right. Another one is. You want to make sure that the person that you're with have some type of life improvement. In life, I promise you that you want someone who can continuously grow. Okay. And I don't mean becoming knowledgeable because one thing that I've noticed, a lot of people that who read books find themselves, well, they think that they are extremely intelligent. I dated a bimbo, a male bimbo. And I think that he was really a sociopath now that I think about it and, and, and I understand the tools and dynamics of relationships. You know, I dated him like literally like almost 20 years ago. And um, he was huge in books. I mean, huge in books. And he thought that he was extremely more intelligent than me. And I'm not just saying this because of, you know, his behaviors. I'm saying this because these were his words. He was like, you're stupid. <laughs> There's nothing that you can teach me. And I had to sit down and, you know, I had to say to myself, well, gosh, darn it. If I'm stupid, why do I got more things than you? Why is my life in an alignment more than yours? Like, why am I in control of my life, my situations, what I'm doing? Why do I make more money to you? Why do I, you know, it was all these things that I had over him and he had nothing over me, but books. He didn't have his own place. He didn't have his own car. He, he, he wasn't a good father to his children. He wasn't, I mean, all of these things. And of, of course, eventually I abandoned that relationship, right? So you have to take in consideration that, you know, I'm talking about someone who thinks that they're knowledgeable is not the main factor here, but someone who performs in their knowledge. OK, because if you have someone who just thinks they're knowledgeable and they're constantly reading books, but there's no performance, there's no need to even continue the relationship with them because they're not what they claim they know. You see what I'm saying? So someone that who performs well based off the information that they receive, there's no need to question them. OK, so if personal growth is lacking, you aren't in any way, shape or form in a good relationship. OK, because you got someone that who really can't, um, you know, perform well in life. OK, communication language is different. 
I say potato, you say potato, tomato, tomato, right? (laughs) Now, this can be verbally and physically when your communication language is different. People, first of all, grow up in different households, okay? And believe it or not, I've seen it even growing up. Sometimes I didn't even realize how great my household was until I, I experienced my friend's households, like more than one, okay? They will have uh, a parent that cursed them out, told them they was nothing, they will never achieve anything. They, you know, they're never going to be nothing. You're just like this, you're just like that. All of those things. Now, I'm not saying that those words should never be said to a child, but there's a way that you do it. Like I was um, telling my son the other day, I said, you say you don't want to be like this person, but your behavior is in parallel with theirs. So if your behavior is in parallel with theirs, guess who you're going to turn out to be like? You see, that's taking facts and using the facts to your best advantage. I'm not talking about calling your child a B-I-T-C-H and you ugly, you, you know, your ugly fat B-I-T-C-H. Go over there and sit your A-S-S down. I am that right there. When you come from a household that talks like that and the person that you're with don't come from a household that talks like that, guess what? You guys' communication language is different. Now, this part right here I feel can be very easily um, corrected because all it takes is consciousness and caring about your relationship and what you, and, 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 and what you want to accomplish. But if you come into a relationship and your language is different, calling each other out your names and hitting one another, that's a big one too. And this isn't just men hitting women, women hit men too. And women, let me tell y'all, this. There's no way on earth you should be hitting a man. That's almost like going up against a race with a cheetah. You know you're going to lose. <laughs> you know you're going to lose. Why the heck are you doing it? So hitting a man because you know he's not going to hit you back, first of all, is abuse on your part. You're a punk as a woman. Yes, women can be punks too. You're a punk, you know, and you're forfeiting your position in that relationship. So don't be surprised if that relationship deteriorates. Women should not be hitting men. And I despise women that do that. You know what I mean? Um, It's just very, it's just very distasteful. Okay. You can talk everything out, but hitting someone, mm -mm, mm -mm. nope, not at all. Okay. Hitting one another because a mistake has been made or because they said something. No, we don't hit. Okay. That goes for you women too. And men, y'all know better. That's a huge no-no, at least here in American society. You know, then you go other places, you know, you got people that really are supposed to strike their women, but not here in America. Okay. Another one, when you can't count on someone, oh my goodness, this is a big one. I've seen men and women who are in relationships and they have to look outside of their home for support financially, physically, spiritually, all of that. When I am going to tell you like this, I have never been in a, well, nope, 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 nope. I'm lying. I was in one relationship with a man, actually the same bimbo that I talked about 20 years ago. Okay. Every time I needed something for me and my son, I could never go to him. I could never go to him 
for a ride. If my car broke down, he couldn't get to me. I mean, if I was short on rent, if I needed whatever the case may be, which, which, you know, being short on rent was not like my thing. I could pay my bill. Remember, I worked for the phone company. I made very, very good money. I always made good money. But, oh, there was a time. Oh, here we go. There was a time when I couldn't pay for my rent because I caught pneumonia and I couldn't work. So I was out of work, I think, for like two or three months. And I couldn't go for him for nothing to have my back, to pay him back or anything. Right. I couldn't say, can I use your car for this? I could. Oh, my goodness. And I'm not talking about. And and, 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 and some people will say, well, you know, my man is here for me. My woman is here for me. I'm not talking about sometimes. Sometimes I come across men and women who are in relationships and their partners are there for them only sometimes. And they will take that and eat that up so much. They're like, oh, yeah, he's there for me. No, he's not. He's there for you only sometimes. She's there for you only sometimes. Okay, you should never, ever, ever be in a relationship where you feel like you're by yourself. How difficult that how difficult is that to have someone present but not be there? Oh, my goodness. You should experience the same type of motivation and skill set the way you are as a parent. And these are people that who are parents. Okay, if you're not a parent, then I'm not talking to you. But no, no, no. Actually, if you're not a parent, yes, I am still talking to you because those of you that who have great parents, you see how great your parents are with you when you need their help. They're always there, whether it's to talk it out or to help your problem go away. That's what's so great about being in a relationship. So if you have someone that can't do that, why are you there? And another one is if you're not turned on by them, oh my goodness, you're not turned on by the person you're with. That's tough. You know, and you kind of have to, and you know, you kind of have to ask yourself, when did this start where you're not turned on with them from the very beginning and it just grew? Or was it something that they did and you're no longer turned on by them? Mm, That can be a tricky one. But these are the bullet points that I wanted to bring forth. Because if you have any of these in your relationship, just look at your relationship for what it is, not what you want it to be. Most people stay in relationships because they're looking at it for what they want it to be. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques. Right here on Face to Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Healthy Relationship Talk Radio, home to the best positive disruptors. (laughs) We got to keep it 100 around here. HRT Radio. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's merging. 
emergency room nurse will tell you they receive some weird and wild calls. I used to be the night ER nurse at Hennepin County General Hospital in Minneapolis and remember getting a call from someone who was worried about if it mattered or not if their belly button was an innie or an outie. It doesn't matter, but if you're an outie, you are definitely the minority. Still, that's good news because you don't have to worry about a little problem that people with innies have. Pledge it. That's another word for belly button lint. Researchers say the color of the pledget in your belly button is related to the clothing you wear, just like the lint that collects in your clothes dryer. A friend of mine from the Philippines says they call it a chikachu. What do you call a person who's obsessed with their belly button? An amphalopsikite. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Mm-hmm, yeah, but I'm going to have to do that. Okay, did he say face-to-face system? Well, it looks like we're going to do a little face-to-face right now. We're going to get into this Dear Daia letter. <laughs> Let's get into this Dear Daia letter, you guys. So, here we go. Dear Daia, I have been the Women, I have oh, I have been with the father of my child for six years. He seems to be having problems with work and comes home disappointed and frustrated. I normally have dinner waiting and I make sure that things are in order for the most part. When he comes home, I ask him if he wants to sit and talk about his day. He always shrugs his shoulders and says there's nothing to talk about. I really try to be there for him and comfort him by letting him know I'm here for him. The problem is when we disagree or our child does something, he gets really angry and throws things against the wall that it shatters and breaks. The father of my child is a good man. He just has anger issues and needs some kind of counseling. What can I do? First of all, see, and I really do hate situations like this. And let me tell you guys why. Because here's a woman, Miss Lopez, right? Miss Lopez. Yes, Miss Lopez. Okay, you're reaching out for help, right? But you're reaching out for help, not for you, for someone else. And when someone else don't feel that they need help, all you're reaching out isn't going to do anything. It isn't going to change anything. Not at all. Oh, and this is where I have to be honest with people and say there may be a possibility of a breakup or there's a possibility of staying in the relationship and remaining uncomfortable and remaining unhappy. Okay, so let me say this. When a man comes home from the burdens of society, i.e. work, right? Anything outside of the home, shall we say. The home is supposed to be the safe haven for him, right? And from what, Lopez, you're telling me, it seems like you may be doing your job on the aspect of things. You're making sure he's fed. You're making sure his child is clean, I'm pretty sure. You're making sure the um, house is kept. You're making sure there's food, right? This is the first thing. First thing missing is his ability to communicate. If you can't get anyone to talk to you, what help can you be to them? And you have to pay attention to this. 
that's not your fault. And that part is out of your hands. You see, it's not your fault. It's out of your hands. What can you do? Nada, nothing. And for you to keep trying is detrimental on your health, your psyche, right? And also your immune system. Second, his willingness (laughs) to communicate. All right. So we're saying his ability to communicate and now his willingness to communicate. He doesn't want to speak to you. Okay. He doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to speak to you. He says, there's nothing to talk about. All right. And anytime a man gives you that type of response over and over and over again. And I'm taking that this is a con I'm taking that this isn't like something new. This isn't a one-time thing because in your letter, you say, I normally have dinner waiting, waiting. I make sure that things are in order for the most part. When he comes home, I ask him if he wants to sit and talk about his day. So I'm thinking that you, that you've done this more than once. And he just keeps saying, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. Eek. It's not good. This is not a healthy relationship. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing. Okay. It's not a healthy relationship, my love. All right. Most of the time when this is happening over and over and over again, you have to look at the mentality of the person, the attitude of the person. And a lot of times the attitude, when I hear stuff like this is on an elementary level, especially after you claim adulthood and parenthood. You have a child there and you're over 25. There's no way anyone should have this type of response when they're in a relationship. Your relationship cannot thrive if these are the habits in your home. And it only, and so what's so crazy about it is it only takes one person to act accordingly like this. Only takes one person to tear down their home. It's having this type of attitude. All right. Um, Also, what did you say? Six years together? Nope. Mm -mm. Living in the same household, having a child, unless you've deceived him or betrayed him, shamed him or abandoned him in some dramatic way, you should not have to continuously tell anyone you're with, I'm here for you to reassure your love for them. When I see people doing stuff like that, and a lot of women tend to do this more than men at times, okay, because a lot of times when women have children by men, our bodies are designed to bond and to hold, and and we create that glue that holds that bonding together. We do this biologically, okay? And so most of the time, women want to keep their families together, but I'm here for you. Whatever you want, whatever you need. He already knows that. We love you. Me and the kids need you. And you're saying all of this when he acts up. Huge no-no. The only time you're supposed to have that type of regurgitation for someone, (laughs) when you're supposed to be saying that stuff, if it's a catastrophic event, If it's a situation that is out of their hands and they need your support. But when someone is acting up in a relationship, these type of words should not be parallel with their actions. Okay, it's a docile subliminal plea to um, to to, to telling someone I'm desperate for your love. That to me is a desperate cry for help. 
which means you have to learn and find your self-esteem and your values within yourself. Okay, because it shows a high amount of insecurities on anyone. And let me say this to anyone who's in this in a relationship with someone. Every time the person acts up and you say, do you want your child to see this? He knows what he's doing. And if he's doing it when his child is present, that means he doesn't care. Do you understand? Quit creating excuses. This creates uh, 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 stress in the body. And you wonder why people like your friends and family don't see the beauty in you. You know, have you ever seen anyone who's in a relationship and they don't glow? I can always tell when people are in happy relationships because when there are people in happy relationships, they glow simultaneously when they're together and then they glow separately. And when you're in a relationship where someone is constantly, you know, trying to reassure their love to you or whatever. Oh, my God. They, oh, my goodness. Their glow is gone because you're too busy being in survival mode with your own immune system. And the last one that I want to say is the violence. Oh, my God. Big no, no. And I want everyone to listen to this. This is man or a woman. When you are involved with someone who you have a child by, especially because now you're really considered family and they cannot sustain from being or, or shall I say bringing out the devil within themselves in front of their own child or their children, your child, their child. That is a significant, that is a huge sign of carelessness, lack of parenting skills, and it's an abbreviation of anger issues, which can be borderline of a mental disorder. Throwing plates up against the wall while a six, while a five-year-old, six-year-old, four-year-old, three-year-old is present? Because listen, it's called human behavior. Anything that you love or anything that anyone loves, i.e. children, normally is the underlying power to self. Which means if you don't got the power for yourself, your children will provide it for you. So when when someone gets angry to the point where they're throwing things up against the wall and your life is and their life isn't being threatened, they're just angry and upset because things isn't going their way and they just want to get violent in that way. Big no, no, that is a sign. um, And you want to be careful with that, because a lot of times after the plate is thrown, you will be thrown. Okay, you'll be thrown. It only takes just a matter of time or just another level of 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 of, of his uh, anger surfacing. Okay, and and let me tell you this, you guys, quit being angry off the small things that you can change. Don't even get angry off the things that you cannot change because in reality, nothing bad ever happens to us. It's always a learning lesson. And I'm talking to people who have short fuse, people who are passive aggressive. You know who you are. Those of you who have road rage, all this anger is downright dangerous. (laughs) Okay, so you have to work on self. Not only is it downright dangerous, but it's also embarrassing. If you're sitting up here fighting with someone you love, your child goes and tells. I know I did when I was a kid. Okay. When my mother 
was in an abusive with my father. And you guys know the story. If you guys have been listening to the show from the beginning and those of, of you that haven't heard it, um, there is a um, show that we named domestic violence. And it's my mom. My mom came on the show and talked about domestic violence and how my father used to abuse her. I remember that because I was three years old and I would go out and I would tell people, we leaving my father because he hit my mama. <laughs> okay. I have my grandmother and my mother to vouch for that because my, my grandmother said, you better come out here and get your daughter. She out here telling your business. <laughs> okay. So it can become embarrassing. And it has a negative effect on everyone watching and everyone who's involved. Okay, so if you stay with someone that has these habits, you're volunteering for personal destruction. And then you're holding your child hostage to it. Love yourself more. And I know that was a big, that was a, that was a big and long Daya uh, response. But <laughs> you guys, I had to, I had to say that because that was a lot, even though, that was a short paragraph, but there's a lot going on there. And the vibration actually, after when I read it, it actually made me hot. So I know there's more going on there. Okay. Relationships should be so easy. Okay. That it fits right. It's almost like, you know, when you take a clean shower and it's rejuvenating, that's how relationships should be. Guess what? We ran out of time. So we still have to talk about Lopez and do a face reading on her man and also Wendy Williams. So part two, meet me here. Same time, same place. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Join us next week. Same time, same place as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple, healthy, face-to-face -face relationship living. Remember, relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation. Also, search for Healthy Relationship Talk Radio on Spreaker, iTunes, Facebook, and iHeartRadio. Get videos, live shows, and member access of HRT Community by visiting hrtradio.com.